The Pano Awards back in the winner's circle, and for one night only, this podcast serves up a hunking great big portion of beef. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. We got a good old-fashioned America versus Europe brouhaha here on the streets of Alabama. <laughs> Welcome to episode 360, the Renus VK edition of Motorsport 101. And I guess it's only fitting that this one's is IndyCar themed because they had their Grand Prix of Alabama this past weekend. RJ's home round. Yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of, but yeah, we'll, we'll still call it a home round. IndyCar back at Barber Motorsports Park uh, for the Grand Prix of Alabama. And hey, remember Pato Award? That, that that fun prospect? Yeah, he won in uh, in excellent fashion. But uh, it kind of got overshadowed by beef. Glorious, sweet, delicious beef, which we'll get into in a moment between Romain Grosjean and Graham Rahal, you know, two, you know, the shy retiring types of driver, <laughs> you know. But before we prepare the popcorn and sit down for this for this fight, uh, we've got to we've got to introduce uh, my fellow guests. First up, RJ O'Connor, how's it going, buddy? I need to advocate that USF 2000 points leader Miles Rowe needs a full time ride. He needs a sponsor for a full time ride. Oh, how yeah. one race one at Barber. Uh, finished strong in race two. He leads the championship. Someone sponsored this kid. He's doing real good. Hell yes. Hell yes. Go find his GoFundMe. Um, it, it is out there. I will actually put it in the description of this episode when, when it goes up. Fun the man. The only black winner in the history of the road to Indy. Please get him a seat. The man's damn talented, and we want to see his career get up there. So, yeah, Miles Rowe, talented kid. Um, okay, wish him all the very best out there. One in race one as well in the SF2000. We'd love to see it. Also, we have Ryan Eric King. Hello, sir. Yeah, uh, local uh, Europe defender here. <laughs> great, great time to be alive. <laughs> It's like, King, as an American and great European defender, how deeply conflicted are you at this current moment in time? Uh, I, I wish I could say that, man, I feel so conflicted trying to defend Checks Notes Graham Ray. <laughs> See, that's my secret, King. We don't. <laughs> oh, Cam, how's it going now, there, man? Um, well, here as head of the Romain Grosjean fan club, we uh, we have issued a statement to Graham Rahal. Cope, seethe, mauled. <laughs> we've already got count. We've already got bouts of copium being sent out here, and we're three minutes in. I, I, I love it. This is going to be a fun episode. I can tell already. Uh, we'll be talking all about IndyCar's Grand Prix of Alabama again. Pato Award and some talk about his future. We think we know what's going to happen, but there's still a lot of them in the narrative. I feel confident. Yeah, I hope so. But we'll, have to, we'll talk a bit about that. And the quote unquote, I mean, from the man himself, distractions going into this weekend. But hey, it didn't stop him from driving the nuts off that McLaren and winning the first non Penske winner of the year in IndyCar, may I add. Uh, crazy, crazy. 
Uh, so we'll be talking about that a bit of our panel awards future. We'll be talking about the collision heard around the motorsports world as in the red corner we have Formula One defending Rose on Twitter. In the blue corner we have IndyCar Twitter defending the rights of Graham Rahal to be an angry man online. Let's get ready to rumble. It was it was mildly inconvenient. Yes, we'll talk about that, uh, and we will talk a little bit about some of the surprise performances up and down the field as well, because it was quite a topsy turvy race and a lot of standout performances, good and bad. Um, so it's going to be fun um, to go through some of that as well. But basically, you can find this real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport One Hundred One. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport One Hundred One. We're on Twitter and Motorsport underscore One Hundred One. If you want to follow our podcast on there, if you also got our personal handles at Harrison One Hundred One HD, and RJ O'Connell, and Ryan Eric King, and at C Buckley Nine One Seven, you can follow us on there for all our for all our personal takes. Um, we're on uh, Instagram, Motorsport 101 Pod, for all our content updates on there, on some bonus stuff here and there as well. Um, and if you really like us on our website, there's like Patreon details on there. So go to motorsport101.com if you want to find out more about that, as well as all of our content and bonus written content by me as well on there. So check that out if you haven't already. Without further ado, let's get into the IndyCar Grand Prix of Alabama, baby. Sweet home indeed. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama Republicans are garbage. <laughs> oh, honey, we know. There. We've seen it. Oh, we've all seen oh, it. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know because I lived it. Uh, <laughs> IndyCar, back at Barber Motorsports Park. Sold out Saturday. Sold out Sunday. It looked like Renus VK had this in the bag. And then on the outlap... Uh, the final pit stops, Pat O'Ward just ripped his heart out and placed it on the table in front of him. <laughs> what a pass around the outside of turn five to take the win. Alex Pillow overcuts VK to go into second. The last stanza of the race is O'Ward and Pillow just kind of pulling away from everybody else. And I think O'Ward had the measure of him and, and there is a lot of talk about his racing future because keep in mind the first couple of races he finished 12th he finished 15th there are reports that apparently he wasn't happy because that promise of an f1 drive had gotten pulled out from underneath of him and he's looking to go elsewhere uh it, it was it was a whole lot but pato was just like I, i'm just tuning all that stuff out and starting back at Long Beach, where he finished fifth, you kind of felt like this team was not going to stay as down bad as they were. So, folks, how impressive was Pato's win? Because I got my answers, but I want to know from you, how how good was this win? And how do you see his future in the series playing out? Oof. Me, personally, it's actually kind of strange in that Paddo's almost felt like a bit of a forgotten man in IndyCar so far this season. I mean, if he was third in the championship last year. He probably should have been at least runner-up in the end. He was very unlucky that final round at Long Beach, uh, where it was all said and done last year, where Polo went on to win the title. I mean, Paddo was inches away from a championship. He's been one of the strongest drivers in this championship for a good two years now. Um, but it's been... 
It's been McLaughlin and New Garden City pretty much all season long. A little bit of Grosjean, a little bit of Polo surprising people still. He shouldn't be surprising anybody at this point, but here we are. Um, they've taken all their fair share of the headlines away, but this dude is special. Like, I love that they've got he's got nicknames like the Ninja and Fast Hands. I love the fact he's called Fast Hands in the commentary box now because that pass for the win. On Rina's VK is the best overtake I've seen in motorsport this year. That was astonishing. That was cold tires, heavy braking around the outside of the Charlotte's Web hairpin. That's that 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 is unbelievable talent, like and confidence to be able to pull that off. And then and that was that ended up being the overtake that won him the race, like. If he doesn't make that move, Renus VK has a really good chance of winning. And it just didn't happen. It just, oh, it was, it was, an, un, it was an unbelievable result. I came away with this thinking that, yes, uh, uh, Award is back. And I also think, like, yeah, Renus VK didn't win the race. But I think whatever was bothering him or his side of the ECR team after he had that training injury that knocked him out of Road America, I think that's fixed. I think I he's good so. there. To an extent, I would agree, but what I will say is his pace in the second half of the race really tailed off. Yeah, once once Award got ahead of him and once Polo jumped ahead of him, uh, he was just backing up the rest of the field behind him, including Will Power, by the way, charging from 19th to 4th on the grid, saving a set of uh, soft tires for the end of the race and just claws way through the field. Now, now that takes some doing. Oh, yeah. Great, great drive from Warpower. No, I mean, RJ, you were in that press conference after the race. I mean, what did you make of it regarding the McLaren? Because I know you were in there, and I, I think you got some tidbits. Patricio Award and Taylor Kyle, president of Air McLaren SP. I mean, Award just came out and said when he was asked about his contract status that something is coming very, very soon. And unless he is lying through his teeth, and unless Taylor Kyle, the president of the team, is planning some sort of coup to take his whole operation somewhere else, Patricio Ward is signing a new deal with Aaron McLaren SP. That is my Where inclination. Where the hell else would he really go? Because Penske and Chip have their ideal lineups. Uh-huh. And Andretti isn't an improvement. No. It's a it's a lateral move, and Andretti are are after one. Uh, by the way, re- reporting now that uh, Kyle Kirkwood is in fact going back to Andretti after one year at Foyt. Uh, that's, oh uh, man, we that's really the, messed up. Damn, we really <laughs> we really we really just used AJ Foyt Racing as a finishing school. <laughs> no, like, I mean say oh, like really used him as a finishing school is. Big carry, like it's a huge carry job because it assumes that oh, Kirkland's gonna get a ride somewhere else, right? 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 Oh right? my god! Yeah. Like, McLaren SP, McLaren SP, and I know they've not been firing all all cylinders because I don't know what the hell kind of ladder that Felix Rosenquist have walked under. Upon it's signing because with, with the way it's kind of the the double edged sword with uh, how ASMP works. They set their cars up for one guy, and the, everyone else just has to live with it. Including Juan Pablo Montoya. 
Yeah, Paddle Award can, and they basically have built the team around him, and uh-huh. they're probably right to, given his upside, but means that the rest of the team suffers. I don't think they're looking into bringing in Alexander Rossi as a third driver as a free agent to replace Patricia Award. I know that he was very excited to test that Formula One car. I know it probably sucks that you're seeing some dude from another ass team that you beat <laughs> for the Indy Lights title get a right. faster track to an F1 seat right. than you are. And that, that of course, is Colton Herta, who is now a McLaren uh, test slash development driver. I like, don't know if that's enough to just kind of torch this whole relationship over and and the more i think about it the more i just i feel like that was just a bunch of hot air i really feel confident that award is staying at mclaren sp yeah there's i I think there's no reason to leave yeah uh like i think it's i think it's less he has no reason to leave i think it's like he has no other options Well, well that's well that's just it like if he, unless he wants to leave IndyCar, there are no better options here. Like I, it's it. You can't really say it, but like it really sounds like he's being held hostage. I mean, if you read the piece that and Jennifer I did fantastic work here for the Associated Press regarding this story, I think it was about two or three weeks ago. They put a 75% retention clause in Pado's contract, where, in other words, if any other team made an offer for him, McLaren could keep him for 75% of the asking price. I mean, if nothing screams, this is a hostage situation, blink twice if they've got <laughs> you under arrest just, more than that. Can't have him. I don't even really think it's a hostage situation as much as I think McLaren SP really want to build this new, their team around this dude. Yeah, and they're but, in the middle of like, a huge expansion. Go, go, no, go. <laughs> like, it is a hostage situation if they want to build a team around this dude, and that dude does not want to be there. I don't think right. he doesn't want to be there, though. I really, truly don't. I really don't, truly don't think he's looking to leave now. He was umming and ahhing about his future as recently as St. Petersburg at the start of this season. I'm not in... Like, what suddenly changed his mind over the last two months between then and now, where suddenly this is the team he wants to be at and sign for? He realized that there's nowhere else to go. That (laughs) might be it. It might be that. But at the same time, like... Oh, he can always go. He can always go run towards the grind. He could go. Side, he could go build up Foy. He could go build up Dale Coy Racing. He could go build up Bastard Song. No, no, stop, stop talking yeah, that's nonsense. What, that's what you mean by no other option? Because like it really seemed like most of his optimism about McLaren came from a place where he felt like if he did good there, McLaren would give him the opportunity in F1, and it's and it's suddenly become clear that that is not the case. No, look, look we, we talked about this before off, off the show, King. Zach Brown's a marketing man. What's the one thing marketing men are really good at? Kicking the can down the road and telling you what you want to hear. Like, he's, he's Zach Brown's done this numerous times in the past. Right, right. It's why it's why it's why I can't help but look at the Pado situation cynically because every Man, I, I, still, I still can't wait for that McLaren hypercar entry, guys. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, the McLaren the hypercar oh, yeah. entry, the extreme <laughs> we haven't, We've car. barely even spoken about hypercar in this podcast, but man, Porsche out here with a six-month head start on everyone. Makes sense. No, I was going to say, like, ugh, it's hard not to look at the Palace situation all mad cynically for that very reason, because it, it's... It it looked to me going into this season that Pado's eyes were transfixed on one thing, and that was Formula One. It was not to be a, a premier piece in IndyCar because he already is one. He's yeah. he's a top three driver in this series right now. There is no you can't really get much higher than this unless he wins a five hundred at this point. He's already a premier guy it. in this series. He can do it. Chevrolet's looking good. This Absolutely, season. not disputing that in the slightest. He, he, he's taken to ovals. Well, he's already won an oval at Texas last year. He absolutely could do it. I have no doubt in him on that on that front. Pato Award is elite in this series. There is no argument about that. I'm just not convinced that he's convinced McLaren's going to be the one to get him there. And this yeah, is funny because we, we've. No, I think we've talked about it off air in the past, where since being acquired by McLaren. Uh, like Aaron McLaren in the form of guys of Smith Peterson, they've not really advanced up the field at all. They're in the same position that they've always been in. Yeah, they're they're a mid. The, Palo he, is punching them up their alone, way, but they're a midfield team. He alone wins them more races. Yeah, but if anything, otherwise they've regressed because of the aforementioned inability <laughs> to create a car setup with the IR18 that works for anyone but Pato. Yeah. Like Felix Rosenquist is mid. He's dropped off like a cliff since joining since he's joining McLaren. And, and it's not like he's slow. Christ, he put together a fast effort. He just fell through the field lane in the race. Yeah, and I you're think, bringing, I, and you're I bringing point out. Yeah, I, I should point out Felix Rosenquist doesn't have a single top five finish across the season and a half in IndyCar. They might move him to the Formula E team. Sure. Why not? You know, at, at, at this point, Felix is clogging up the, the, the joint, and you're bringing in Alex Rossi, who's been mid last year in and a half. Alex Rossi. Rossi, who's been objectively mid. I'd say, I would go. I would go a step further. When he's having a good weekend, he's a top five runner. When he's having a bad weekend, he's out of the race. He just finished ninth. Second he just finished ninth. ninth. He is a former championship runner-up. We do not evaluate Alex Rossi in the context of ninth places. We just don't. Especially when Colton Hurt is, is, is meant to be a title contender. Definitely. You can't do that. Yeah, it's like, I feel like Rossi is a driver who needs a change of scenery way more than Patricio. Oh, yeah. Compl- agreed. Like, 110%. Yeah, but I, I think this is not the case of whether Patricio Ward needs a change of scene, or it's whether he wants, he wants one. one. Clearly, he clearly has stated that he's wanted one. Oh, yeah. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Change, but I do think he's staying around long-term. I don't know what long-term means, whether that's two- or three-year extension, or even just a one-year extension. But somehow, whatever was going on, and, and he poked fun at this in his post-race press conference, I, I think they're back on the same page. Mm. Or they or they just did a hell of a job of lying through their teeth in that press conference. Yeah, I'd I'd say 
wait for the the afterglow of a race wind to fade, and we'll we'll see what their real feelings are like. I'm wait I'm, until I'm let's convinced. say end of the month. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> what month is it? It is the month of May. <laughs> it's the month of May, my dudes. Because <laughs> uh, let's just say, talking about another driver recently discussing, a lot of things change if your May turns out really well. Yeah, especially yeah. with his, you know, he, he ran damn well there last year. He did indeed. Okay, okay, we've put this off long enough. <laughs> Let's talk about the highlighted incident that went viral on social media and prompted two fan bases to, to go at each other's throats. A lot of the dialogue following this race was regarding a collision between Romain Grosjean and Graham Rahal, with the Frenchman bumping into Rahal twice on the exit of Charlotte's Web. Rahal was visibly pissed after the race, claiming... He was audibly I've been pissed. He was oh yeah, like, he hit me on purpose. Wait, he was did, they, did they actually make contact on second time? Oh yeah. oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh Definitely. no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been penalized for less than that one. And there was a there was a great scene after the race where he's basically pulling the first driver that could afford to listen to him, and it was Alex Rossi in this case, just bitching about the man. Um, saying, "Well, Grosjean, des- Grosjean described it after the race as quote good hard racing." <laughs> I love this man. Now, I, I, I think I should mention in the moment. I I thought okay, first time was an accident. That that it is what it is. It, that part was good hard racing. And then as he exits the corner, Grosjean steers towards Ray Hall, and I'm I'm like, oh, I just you know trying to scare him a bit. That's no big deal. I didn't think they actually made contact. No, they did oh, make the- contact. Although oh, Grosjean was kind of in a four-wheel slide anyway. Yeah. He was uh, power sliding out of Charlotte's web, shall we say. And yeah, he, he bumped and banged Ray Hall twice on the exit of that corner. And yeah, Ray Hall was absolutely foaming at the mouth <laughs> over this. I'm he just was like- a little bit absolutely livid. Yeah, like, my man, it's like he'd been waiting for a moment to dunk on this man, and he found his moment. It was like, okay, that's enough. Uh, I was like, called him a punk on the radio, said, he, I can't believe he's done that. You know, said after the race that he's been penalized for less than that. He said he threatened that there could be retaliation from the boys in the future. He said on Instagram that he reckoned 10 drivers had texted him saying they agreed with him with what he said on TV. Ray Hall was absolutely steaming at this. Frothing with anger. I can't remember the last time Ray Hall was this pissy with a guy after a race. Where do we sit on all of this, fellas? Because this is, this is, there's a lot to unpack here. I've got to take about this. This beef will not last past the the pre-race driver's meeting at the Grand Prix of Indianapolis. Can't really disagree. Um, Racing incident. Moving on. I don't think it's that clear cut. It's not. And especially with how he was racing Colton earlier in the race. I, I... This won't be at the forefront, but if Grosjean's in another incident like this, whoever he's he's the 
he's involving incident with is gonna have a lot of backup. Now I know they're not gonna handle Roman Grosjean with kid gloves forever because eventually, eventually, even after Bahrain 2020, the kid gloves do come off, and that's that's totally fine. He's a second year IndyCar driver, and he's now a proven commodity in the sport. I sh- with Graham Rahal loves to put up a very aggressive posture and then just like forget about whatever he was mad about like a week or two weeks later. I say he's throwing he's throwing mighty big stones from that glass house given how he tends to race people wheel to wheel, but like I just didn't see anything especially egregious about what happened. Yeah, it looks bad. I think it looks bad that like Grosjean hits him in the side pod twice. But as you mentioned, Cam, he's in a four wheel drift. I, I'm willing to give Grosjean the benefit of the doubt and say that he was he was trying war trying to wrestle control of his car back. The thing is that from the replays, he doesn't enter the four wheel drift until the second time he makes contact with Grosjean. I mean, second time he makes contact with Ray Hall. Yeah, look. And as King alluded to, the way he raced his own teammate, Colton Herter, earlier in that race. Look, when did it suddenly become socially unacceptable to call Grosjean what he's always been for the last 12 years? An aggressive driver. He's been like this for years. Before he was a fireball. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it Herta launching a dive bomb on Grosjean, uh, which no, missed? No, the, the, the run into that corner, he threw a massive block on him. It was a huge block. A huge block. That could have been airplane crash sort of block. Look, when when did it become socially unacceptable to criticize Romain Grosjean? Was it because was it we almost final? saw the man die? We almost saw the man die right in front of our eyes when the car split in half and first burst into flames. It's and as it, I mentioned. And there's no, and they're sad... not going to handle him with kid gloves forever. And, and that's and, 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 that's fine enough. And as shocking as that incident was, it doesn't stop the fact he had a reputation before that fireball of being an aggressive driver that's, that basically... He reminds me a lot of Joey Logano in that he's the sort of guy that will run you off the road but then smile and say, oh, I didn't mean it, it was just an accident. That yeah. was Grosjean's reputation before the fireball incident happened and all of a sudden that's now been wiped off the board because he nearly died. I'm sorry, that's not acceptable. Like, yeah, that's like, not... Go on, King. You can't... Like, you can't just let him run over you because he almost died. Like, there has to be a line because, again, r- there's racing you hard, and then there's, again, putting yourself in danger and just letting him put yourself in danger because he almost died. On the other like, side of the coin... I think a lot of people rushing to Ray Hall. Graham hasn't won a race in five years. Yeah, he has been he has been a good but not great driver in the last five years. He's going to become the new. And I know, and I know, one of our friends is going to listen to this. They're going to they're going to absolutely lose their. They're becoming the Graham Ray Hall's becoming the new Marco Andretti. It's Graham's year is now going to be the new It's Marco's year. <laughs> but the thing is, with, with It's Marco's year, it's like we're hoping Marco does well at one race. With It's Graham's year, we're just hoping Graham does well at all. And who, to be, who's rooting for Graham Rahal outside of Courtney and the rest of his family? 
Like, honestly. You would, like, be, you, would be a, you would be amazed how much that second generation lineage draws in fans. You would be that amazed at how being no, from Ohio, like like people from Ohio turned up to 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 Alabama to watch Graham Ray Hall almost win that race in twenty fifteen. I would know. Ask me how I know I was there. <laughs> Look. I don't even really want to get into that with Ray Hall because it doesn't matter if the fact he's been on a dry spell when it comes to talking about this incident. Yeah, it, right? it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Like, <laughs> I, I Graham's Ray Hall, his reaction was over the top. Clearly, Absolutely. like this didn't it didn't ruin his race. It was honestly a really reckless thing for Grosjean to do. But at the end of the day, Graham, you were okay. It didn't affect your race. Yeah. yeah, the, the oh, problem yeah. was you ran out of fuel on the last lap. That yeah. really hurt you more than anything. <laughs> Look, the incident itself was inconsequential, which is probably the, the thing that saves Grosjean from getting absolutely slaughtered on social media for it. And look, I, I get that people are still largely sympathetic towards Grosjean because of what happened in, when he was at Haas in 2020. Totally get that, right? Graham, just yeah. Graham needs to chill. Honestly, like well, it was well, an inconsequential. Well, what I'm asking is, where's this energy for? You know, talking about Colton Herta, he launched the most ambitious dive bomb I think I've ever seen in IndyCar, and spun himself out of a good points day. Yeah, he still salvaged tenth. He salvaged tenth. Yeah, but he lost fifth. So he yeah. finished exactly where he started. Like, he started 10th, he finished 10th. Look, it's like, where I sit with all of this is that Grosjean was over the line. He was reckless in that incident with with Ray Hall. He's lucky that they both got away with that, essentially. And if anything, I think Grosjean's gotten a bit of a free pass in his time in IndyCar because he's had his fair share of aggressive incidents that have largely come unchecked since joining that series, right? I'm not surprised that, that, at, that at some point the goodwill would run out because that's yeah. inevitable when you have multiple incidents where you've run dudes in close to a wall or ran dudes off the road or driven really aggressively. I said this about Alex Rossi a good three or four years ago, and I had a feeling that that day would come. And but, the, but the thing is that when you get rookies in the IndyCar, they're usually far, far less experienced than Grosjean is. Right. And it normally doesn't come to this point because they have something, they have a day like uh, Devlin Francesco did at Texas, where they they have a big accident and they know where the line is and not to cross it again. But Grosjean has enough experience that he he can pretty much ride the line for for races even like an entire season without we ever we were just talking about Romain Grosjean as the true leader of Andretti Autosport oh he is he's the fastest dude there yeah he's been the most consistent driver of the of their mainline stable so far this I was going to say between is... them he's probably the least aggressive of the set wheel to wheel but no the I'm thing is terrifying. that yeah the thing is that Grosjean's fast enough that he doesn't have to race wheel to wheel. Like, he doesn't really have to race people wheel to wheel, but when he does, oh my god! Right. I don't know, I'm not not seeing it any more than I'm seeing it with Herda this year. I'm really not. I disagree. I I think... Well, the thing is, like, 
Hurt is aggressive when he's by himself. He puts himself in the incidents. He doesn't. He drove into people. Scotty McLaughlin on Sunday. Oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> so I said, like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? No, he literally no, like, drove into him and no, drove look, himself five places. No, Hurt. Look, look, Mika's right. Grosjean's not had any of the standout self wrecks like that and recently. But and the problem is, Hurt has had three in the last like eight rounds, which doesn't exactly help his case here. But. You're right. Grosjean should have probably gotten a shorter leash than he should have gotten in the first place, given his even he was an F1 veteran of a decade before he walked into the series as it is. So he knows the the, the ethics of single seater racing. On the other side of the coin, Graham, what you was what he was saying was <laughs> like borderline old school bullying. Like you're gonna get yeah. the boys together after school and then they dangle out- them over this, the toilet. This guy's outstayed as welcome here, like Ooh, that's no, like, dangerous like, language. Yeah, the turn of phrase that he was using made it seem like he was going to roll up to the Ray Hall Letterman shop on Monday and slap a sign on the front door that said, French need not apply. Like, that's the kind of language <laughs> Graham yeah. Ray Hall was using. Yeah, I saw a couple of guys say it was borderline xenophobic, and yeah, there is something to that. I could, like, whether you want to say that is or not is ultimately down to you, the listener at home, but that sort of language is very similar to how we Brits look at immigrants, and that's me being dead-ass serious here for a minute. Like, not that to mention, sort of- like, the, the fact that, like, he's worn out his welcome with, with who? Like, is he not <laughs> still one of the most popular drivers in the series entering year Me two as boys. a full-time driver? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, again, the big with who. Like, I didn't see any other of the veteran drivers say, oh, yeah, Groshan needs to chill. If someone backed him up, then I'd understand the who the who. No, look is. at these texts I got. It's, again, I, like... No, no one's putting their name on enough this. enough in this series. It's always been a big case where people people lean on each other a lot in this series, probably more than they should. And the race control generally lets just lets them race. Right. Of course, there is a point where that needs to stop, but I just haven't seen him being more or less aggressive than the other really aggressive drivers in the series. Yeah, I, I think it's also to a degree a bit how, like you said, how pretty much race control don't really do much unless they're specifically lobbied to do something like with uh, DeFrancesco and honestly the words that Elio had to say after the race probably helped DeFrancesco get that grid drop yeah yeah because yeah, that, that was someone touching their hand to that hot stove what was it three times in a row and causing <laughs> yeah. three major accidents and one race. Um, yeah. Here, they banged wheels. Yeah, like Probably I said earlier. Probably too many. Yeah, like I said earlier, didn't affect Ray Hall's race. Yeah. It should have been really the end of the line, and then that should have been the end of it, but of course, Graham just couldn't keep his mouth shut. It's like he was waiting for the opportunity to say something bad about the about the boogeyman in, 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 in his closet, <laughs> known, named, his, named Roman, and then his popularity yellow car reminds me of somebody who's in like a friend group and they're they're like breeding this contempt to other people but they're just sitting on it until one day someone in that friend group fires off a very quest like a moderately questionable tweet and uses that as like oh this is my time this is my time to go scourge (laughs) earth in this motherfucker. i've been waiting a long time for this one boys like it, it 
Like, my first reaction was like, damn, Graham Rahal really is Shooter McGavin if Shooter McGavin couldn't play golf. <laughs> like, really mad that this dude from this from this other part, from this other, this outsider's coming to my sport and starting to take over. I don't like this. Well, that's just, yeah. and, and Graham has the reputation of this, of, like, anything that, anything that enters IndyCar that is not born... He has a severe case of not born here. It's if not it even that. If it doesn't come from within IndyCar, it's the devil. It's not. You it's know? not even that. Well, I tell you, it's that to a degree. He is the most defensive man in the world when it comes to IndyCar. He loves the nationalistic side of IndyCar, and he loves not hugging this series to oblivion. So Which, wouldn't that be obnoxious. like just a, just incentive for him to be like, "Hey, this is just good hard racing." This is how it should be. All no. these other series, put put yourselves on notice. We race like this, it and would we're be. totally fine. It would be if he had come from IndyCar and not Formula yeah. One. That yeah. deep down, with with his decade of experience in Would Formula somebody like to tell him where his two teammates came from again? <laughs> hey, hey, neither of his two teammates ever made it to F1. But they were in right. the pipeline. They never made it. They're getting. They never their, made it. They're getting their only chance in IndyCar. So deep down to him, they're homegrown. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they're one of us. <laughs> you know. No. Like they I said, they were just... tossed aside. We we saved them. We saved that. We saved yeah, that I mean, whole Scottish son, I mean, like, Jack Harvey. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, and no, no more different to like. Will Power got his elbows out hard with McLaughlin. Look, McLaughlin was in the wars during yeah. uh, that race. Good championship day. Good point day. But uh, a lot of people roughing him up. Yeah. Does this guy think he is Marcos Ambrose? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's better. Sick from the but, day. I mean, before we get out of here, any other performances that leapt off the page, D? Because for me, oh, my one was more like Joseph Newgarden struggling out. Yeah, there. the three stoppers got they they got the oh, caution they needed about five laps late, and it blew up in all of their faces. I remember when the three stopper was the was the strategy to go around here. Yeah, just yeah. with. How the tracks age and how tires have developed. Just Firestone. The Firestone tires can do two stops here now. Yeah. I want to... I want to start a dialogue. I want to start up Callum Eilat propaganda. Making the second round of qualifying for Junkos Hollinger. Look quick all weekend. Like Spin yeah, I didn't get race. the didn't didn't get the uh, finish he deserved. No, but, like you know. I, I I mentioned it in my race report for Zalopnik. How to me the standout driver up until that moment was Callum Eilat, Uh because like you said, made the second round of qualifying. He was the fastest in warm up, which was mm. yesterday evening warm up instead of morning warm up, and he was the biggest mover at that first part of the race. He was the only person able to consistently pass people and get his way up the field. Simon, I'm begging you. I'm on my knees. Please just qualify better. You have race pace. You cut through the field well. But when you're starting almost dead last, it just just doesn't work, my man. And uh, beyond that, uh, Will Power kicked some ass on Sunday. He he drove a great race up to fourth place. Yeah, superb. Uh, One one of the drives of the season so far from Will Power. That was a superb ride to come back to finishing fourth. 
Average finishing position for willpower so far this season, 3.75. That's pretty good. Consistency. That's gnarly. uh, I mean, he chopped up McLaughlin and then Dixon to get that place, so... Oh, yeah. Like, he's in a murderer's row of really, really fast drivers to get that fourth behind. Directly behind him, Scott Dixon, Scott McLaughlin, Romain Grosjean, Graham Rahal, Alex Rossi, and Colton Herter. That's a murderer's row of stupidly fast drivers. Like, to, to, for power to come fourth and only finish 15 seconds off the win, given he started 19th, and he was only beaten by the three dudes who started in the top three grid spots, that's a very impressive job. And Dixon come, came from 13th to 5th, and no one cared because he's Scott Dixon. He just does these things now. <laughs> Dixon is never going to win this race, but he's going to rack up a lot of podiums. And by the oh, way, yeah. we're, when we start the month of May at the Indy Road Course, remind me, Will Power, does he traditionally go well around this place? It's all right. Five wins between the uh, between the Indy Grand Prix and the uh, the Harv- and the uh, Brickyard Grand Prix meetings it's pretty good oh yeah fun times indeed grand prix of indy next time out will i was like will power central like i wonder if power's gonna win that one because i know he loves indianapolis's road course and hey he's been going really really well this season power win takes the championship lead maybe off alex polo it is month of may time who knows maybe Joseph gets it done and gets the $1 million. Ooh, yeah, that $1 million is still dangling over his head. He didn't lose out on him, Barber. Also, I've got to say but one thing before we get out of here as well. Alex Polo is a fucking magician. I don't know how he keeps doing... Like, his in-laps are unbelievably sick. Cool. Like, like, It scares me that Alex Polo is basically Scott Dixon 2.0 at this point. It is... Yeah. Terrifying. He hasn't. He's even absorbing been, he, his powers through osmosis. He hasn't <laughs> even been able to show off his Reagan Meister gene. Oh <laughs> Pancakes for everybody. Because <laughs> GMR Grand Prix, the uh, the Grand Prix of Indianapolis road course race. I believe that's in a couple of weeks' time. The uh, is May fourteenth. Yeah, the fourteenth Saturday. Saturday race. Mmm, nice. Um, so that'll be on Saturday the 14th. We're in the month of May, my friends. It, it is coming. Three weeks of IndyCar intensity in a row. IndyCar Grand Prix ne- next weekend. Weekend after, qualifying for the 500, and then the big one on Day of Classics on the 29th. Can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. Until then, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time because next episode will be Formula One in Miami, which has had more promotion than any Grand Prix I've ever seen, mostly because of Craig Slater slimming on a fake marina. (laughs) Seriously, that was a thing. (laughs) And it's now gone viral. God help us all. But uh, until next time, please you can find us one more time. We're on YouTube.com, Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101, our website, Motorsport101.com, our Twitter, Motorsport underscore 101, our Instagram, Motorsport 101 pod, our personal handles at uh, Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at Buckley 917 Until then, we're going to Miami. See you, Nara. Sorry, Nara, whatever. <laughs> Uh, Yamate Kuda stop. Y'all. Bye.
Forget Miami. I'm going to Indianapolis. <laughs> I don't think the Cubanos are as good as are, are as good as in Indy. How's the milk? Oh, old. 